0: welcome to the diabetics doing things podcast we've been telling the amazing stories of type 1 diabetics all across the world since 2015 and we have over a thousand years of living with t1d on the podcast the interviews range from incredible feats to everyday victories and we celebrate them all just the same Thanks for listening, and if you want to get involved even further, just send me an email at rob at diabeticsdoingthings.com. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. We're telling the amazing stories of type 1 diabetics from all across the world. And I'm very excited to introduce my guest for today. Uh, I It seems like I've you know known about this guy for a long time, but I'm really fortunate to get him on the podcast. Uh, Mr. Austin Freeman, former Georgetown Hoya and DeMatha High School uh, basketball player. So welcome to the show. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me, man. Thanks
0: for having me. Uh, and we were kind of talking about this before we got on the air. Um this interview started because of a Facebook memory that uh, that reminded me, like nine years ago, I was watching the Hoyas play on TV, and they were talking about your diagnosis, and I just wondered at the time, and I put it on my Facebook, like how good you felt probably playing after you know months potentially of uh, of not feeling well during like diagnosis. So. I mean kind of welcome to the show first of all and uh feel free to kind of introduce yourself but yeah let's talk about that diagnosis because that had to be a big shock for you
1: yeah it was actually um it was it was like two weeks like it was like two weeks before it like I actually found out that I just started to feel really bad like um I was using the bathroom all the time um like, I just felt weak when I was at practice. Like, I couldn't really do much, just not no energy, nothing. Um, and then we ended up going, we had a game against Notre Dame. I wasn't feeling well. Um, I had to go in the back uh, to go get an IV because they're thinking the whole time. They're telling me it's a it's a stomach virus. Right. The whole time, i like, oh, it's a stomach virus, blah, blah, blah. Uh, everything uh, will be okay. Just take the IV. You'll be okay. Took the IV, go back out there, it's the same thing. No energy, didn't have like, couldn't really move well, just felt bad the whole time. So, couple days of practice, same thing, couple days of practice, same thing. We end up going to West Virginia, um, and the same thing's going on, using the bathroom like every five minutes. Uh, Still feeling bad, not really, no energy, same thing. And then I think it was that morning, uh, my coach and the team doctor were just like, you might just need to go home and, you know, get some tests. Uh, So they drive me back to uh, D.C. from West Virginia, and I go see the doctor. They run some tests, and they go, "Uh, you might be a diabetic or whatever that's what they that, that's what they said at first. They don't know which they didn't know which one at, at the time. So uh, I was in the hospital for I think it was like maybe 2 days. Let them keep doing tests to figure out what was going on um and then they were like, "Yeah, you're diabetic." But at that time they still didn't know if I was type 1 or type 2. And um, I didn't find out maybe if I was type I didn't find out if I was type 1 or type 2 or maybe like a week and a half after i was diagnosed yeah. so yeah that uh it was it was a it was a it was a process
0: well honestly. and and i think you know i want to make sure that everybody understands kind of the the context around it because this was late february early march yeah, late right Febu- yeah late february and, uh, of your junior season at georgetown yep yeah, yeah. and so this is like the most intense part of a college basketball season. You guys no, were, you guys it was, were. It was, it was, it was. in conference play. And so you know, you guys were ma- making a run at the tournament. Um, so yeah. you know, for you guys, and I think as well, like having coach and like practice and the team doctor, like a lot of eyes on you at the time, and still like not a whole lot of unanswered questions.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was. Like just not knowing at the time. Uh not knowing at the time, uh, like, like, just trying to understand what was actually going on at the time. Because there's just so much going on at the time. So many other like doctors coming and talk to you. You got people that, are at, that were diabetics coming and talking to you, telling you this and telling you that. It was just so much going on that you couldn't really, I personally couldn't really sit down and process what was all going on at, at that time. But um, I I like once I had time, like once the season was over, and got rid, of, like was really like able just to sit down and like just process everything. Like I felt like it was just a better transition for me.
0: So, and, and I think that's interesting too, because um, and you've mentioned a couple of times that they weren't sure whether you were type one or type two. Do you have any other kind of diabetes in your family, or are you the only one?
1: Uh, my grandmother had it, uh, but she passed away. Of, a while ago, but um other than that it's just it's just me.
0: Yeah, and I think like the talking about like how frenetic everything is around you and not knowing yeah. also, you know, the basketball looming over, right, and it's a very intense time. Um, to have that extra thing going on, I imagine, even after you got it fixed, which was my initial question nine years ago, like, do you remember like feeling better or was it did it really not kick in until the season was over?
1: Um the good thing about that, like, during, like, because I, I went right back to plan right, when right. I left to get out of the hospital, I went right back to playing. Uh, we had this, uh, uh, Dr. Stephen Cle- uh, Clement, who was uh, my my doctor for my diabetes uh, when I was at Georgetown. So he was with us, like, on the road and at, at games and stuff like that. So having him there uh, helped me. Uh, you know, just to, you know, check my sugar during timeouts and at halftime and before game after game. Just having him there, just helping me do that part, like it helped me out, like, so much. Like, like just not having to do it by myself or with right. our team doctor who kind of knows it but doesn't know it all the way. So just to have him there. It it helped it helped me out
0: a lot. So as you guys, especially in the early days, maybe let's let's go right there immediately after you go back to playing, and you've got uh, your doctor there. Your he's an endocrinologist, I assume. That was yeah. With yeah, you. yeah. Did did you guys have a plan for how you approached games? Do you remember what that was like? Or uh, I remember like seeing adam morrison when when i was in high school seeing adam morrison from gonzaga like his mom sat behind the bench and helped him check his sugars and like give him gatorade if he needed it did you guys have a similar system like during timeouts? yeah we had, we had a we had a
1: similar system um if uh, he he may like we talked about what i should what, to eat for breakfast before games or uh what i should have for lunch if we if, because we usually play, like, in, like, 12, like twelve. so it was usually just breakfast and then game. So just, like, what I should eat just so I can stay in range and stuff like that. Uh, we talked about that before, uh, before games um, or before I went to breakfast. And then, you know, we'll check again before we go out just to shoot around and come back in and we'll check again. Like, we, it was, like, a process. Just keep, like, checking and checking and checking and just making sure that, you know, I was in, I was in my proper range, like, before games or stuff like that, so.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, that's something, maybe the biggest adjustment, and I think I want to focus on that, too, because you, I mean, relatively speaking, from an athlete perspective, you were diagnosed relatively late in your life, and, you know, we now know that that there are a lot of people that are diagnosed over the age of 18, but, you know, you were effectively, like, more than halfway done with your college career, you were an All-American in high school, like, you were used to playing at a high level, what was that adjustment like?
1: Uh it was just find a way where I can continue to play at a high level uh at all times. Um the the best thing for me was when I was with them. They always uh, with the doctors and stuff, they always they said you will be a you can still play. And still play at a high level. Just what you do uh you know before after games and stuff like that. They just always said that you always be able to be at a high level. Just you have to, you know, control what you do pretty much. So.
0: And was that, I mean, for a high-level athlete, I think, you know, anytime that you have the chance, they just tell you kind of what what the steps are. Did you take that yeah. in stride, or was that was that difficult at times or just an adjustment? Uh,
1: more of an adjustment. Uh, and just trying to – I I feel like the probably the most I mean, the hardest part for me was maybe just uh the food, like eating and stuff like that. I feel like that, that was probably the hardest part for me. Like just trying to, you know, you know, figure out what I can eat here to not have my, you know, my sugar go up and just have it just going up and down and stuff like that. Just having it, trying to keep maintain it pretty much was the hardest part for me at
0: the beginning. And kind of going into that, like, last season, uh, and I apologize, I should have these notes pulled up, but I figured we'd just talk about it. So you guys, I mean, playing under John Thompson III, like, you guys made the tournament every year you were at Georgetown. Um, we and your senior year, I remember you were, a, like, a standout Big East player. Your team was good. Yeah. Overcoming that and kind of dealing with the diabetes as well, was there a, a point in that season where – and maybe everything was going too fast, but you just felt like, hey, you know, I've kind of got this, and I, I feel like what they were saying was true, that, yeah, I can still play at a high level and manage this? Yeah,
1: um, I think it's, it was just a little bit, a little earlier than me. Uh, for me, um, I felt like the first maybe, I say like three, maybe four months, so like going into the summertime, that was probably the tough like just adjusting to that that was probably the hardest part for me like because you know we had to have workouts and just trying to you know like working out was like then that my sugar would drop right and it's like that was probably like the hardest part like just trying to figure out where like knowing it's going to drop but not have it drop too low that that was what it was for me um but um you know, probably after those three, four months, I was okay. And once we got right into the season, like I was good. Like we were fine. Like I knew what to tell my the team doctor to help us out. Because at that uh, at that time, the uh, doctor Clement wasn't with us anymore. He wasn't like traveling with the team. So just having the team doctor and just being able to tell her what I needed or what we needed to do here in certain situations and stuff like that was, uh, you know, I was you know, I was good with that once the season started and stuff.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know as much about uh, coach Thompson, but my, uh, I remember a big thing for me was, you know, when something, my, my coach was really old school. So we would have practices where, you know, he would just run the hell out of us. Mm-hmm. And there were times when, you know, because of that elevated stress, like sugars would either go up really high or crash. And I remember yeah. like one of the toughest parts is cause you know, you're, you're kind of as a man and you know, macho athlete, and you know your teammates believe that you're you're telling the truth, but you might have to pull yourself out and you know fix something. Did you ever feel any of that? Any instances like that that ever happened?
1: Well, my uh, my coach Tom- with, with Coach Thompson, um, he was always like looking at me, like always like peeking just to see if anything was going on. Once I was diagnosed, like so from March to the time I graduated, he was just always peeking just to see like if anything was wrong or. If he felt like, oh, he just looks like, you know, he's out of it right now, or just looks like he's has no energy. He's just always peaking, so, you know, I always had that. I always had him doing that. But you know, sometimes, you know, like you said, being a macho macho man or athlete, that you know, they're being very competitive. Just sometimes, uh, you don't think about it. You just try to, you know, keep going and stuff like right. that. But sometimes, you know, you just gotta, you gotta get out sometimes, just to, you know, take care of yourself cuz they
0: yeah. always
1: say it's more than basketball or stuff like that so
0: right know. yeah it's always so tough cuz you think like in those moments it seems so important that you stay in a drill or that you don't take 2 minutes and go sip on a Gatorade or check your sugar yeah. um and i uh, i don't i don't know if you wear a CGM now um, but at the time i i didn't have one i sort of always wanted to know and like go back and look at what my sugar's did during mm-hmm. a basketball game or practice because you know high stress, high stakes, you know, would cause me to, even without eating, I'd go from like 80 to 400 before a game um, just because I was super hyped and stressed out and all that stuff. Um, And so like that type of approach having to work through that and that kind of changed as well as I went through, uh, as I went through college. So it was, yeah, I mean, I feel like with every, everything with type one, there's an extra step but it's yeah. sort of always in flux when you're playing and you have to yeah. be at the top level performance-wise. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. feel the same way, I feel the same way.
0: So for you after, so you get through your senior year, you guys uh, made a run in the tournament. Uh, you're looking at your options towards, and I think uh, I think we graduated the same year, so that's 2011. That's the lockout yep. summer. 2011, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, you you're looking at going overseas or, and what was, what was your approach like that? How'd you approach that as a, you know, really only a year under your belt, managing your type one, I imagine your whole life, you know, up to a certain point, you knew that that was going to be part of what you did, um, yeah. at least for a while. Um, so I, you know, I imagine you didn't even give it a second thought, like I'm just going to do this and manage it along the way. Uh, how yeah. did that process work? Yeah, that was my, that was my
1: plan. Um, you know, I was just, I was going to play just, I was always like, you know, I'm just, I have to manage it. Um, have to, you know, just take care of myself pretty much. That was the, that was the main thing. Um, if I want to continue to keep playing, like that's what I ha- had to do. Um, and also like when I was coming out of school, like, you know, I was just preparing for, you know, the NBA draft and stuff like that. Um, uh, that was probably one of the main questions that all the doctors or all the teams asked for the most part. And I worked out with eleven teams, and every t- every team asked the same question over and over again. So, how's your diabetes? Uh, like, what do you do? Like stuff like that. That was the main question they always asked. Like, is um, and it's still now, like even when playing for teams overseas, and everybody asks the same thing over and over. again. How's your diabetes? How how do you control it? All all that stuff. So, yeah, it's just,
0: you know. Yeah, I think it's interesting, and and I'm glad you answered that question uh, because I was going to ask it. I think um, I heard Adam Morrison on J.J. Reddick's podcast a couple years ago, and uh, I got to ask him the question in person, but I haven't had him on the podcast yet, but he was talking about traveling and you know dealing with teams and agents as a type one. It's, and sort of kind of like you were saying with coach Thompson, they're always kind of looking at you to make sure you're yeah. okay um, yeah. because they know you're an athlete and you're going to say you're all right to get a job or play. And, and, you know, it's so competitive at that level. Anyway, I actually had my agent told me and I was nowhere near the player uh, of you or Morrison, but he was telling me not to tell anyone because he didn't want another reason for them to not look at me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so at, at that time, I think it took a similar approach to you. It's like I just have to take care of myself whether they ask the question or not. If my answer is, yes, I'm in control and this is how I handle it and my numbers are there, then I'm going to be all right. Exactly, yeah. So, so um, you worked out for those teams. Um, what happened next? What was the, you know, going into that first season, um, What how did you, you know, there was a lot of unknowns that summer, right? The NBA was out. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I
1: ended up going to I ended up going to Italy, uh, playing in Italy. Um. Uh, I guess the I, w- I want to say like the way they the way we handle diabetes in the United States is just a little bit different from way the way they handle it over there in Italy. Um. Certain numbers that my doctor was telling me. To have my range in during games and stuff like that were not what they wanted over there. So I'm telling them. So that was the you know we were the little mix up between like me and the doctors there. It was just more so this is what my doctor was telling me to use or do to keep my uh, keep my numbers in range or whatever. And they're like, no, this is not what we. This is what we where you need to be at. And my doctor was saying, telling me. Like before games, just so you don't, you know, bottom out or you go too high. He said, I'd rather your numbers be round from like 70 to like 150. That's what he was telling me. And they were like, no, we don't want it. We want it down to 110. And I'm like, well, I've been doing this. This is what I'm used to right now. This is I've only had it for a year. This is what I'm used to. This is what I've been doing. Just it helps me. It it makes me feel better. They're like no, so that was a that was a big thing. And um, they're
0: Italian yeah. as well, right? So they're yeah. uh, So yeah. there's a little bit of the culture and the language, and yeah. you know, you're the for those who don't know how that works overseas. You're a foreign player on the team and one exactly. of like two or three, um, and so there's a little bit of the. You know, you're one of the guy, one of the main guys, one of the marquee players. So I'm sure that, and and I think it's another thing that's that's with diabetes as well is that not everybody manages it the same way, not everybody performs yeah. the same way with it with their numbers. Obviously, it's best if we're all within, you know, 90 to 120, and we're right there in the middle. But like you said, to make sure you don't bottom out or or crash in a game, I like to play around 150 to 160 yeah, because <laughs> over two hours or so, it can a lot can change.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, and I think you know, just having that—the hardest thing for me was always confidence. Like going into, especially if I had kind of a roller coaster day ahead of time, going into the game, always trying to eat the same pregame meal with confidence that I was gonna stay, be at a level that I liked, and stay there. Uh, Because I'm sure I could go back and watch film and watch all the some terrible games that I played, and I'm sure that high blood sugar played a, uh, a role in that. Do you? I mean, is there? did it ever affect you in games? Did you ever feel like you were out of, out of rhythm or whatever the case is?
1: Uh, not, I wouldn't say out of rhythm, but just more so just sometimes not as much energy as, you know, I go into some games than then this game that, you know, I just don't feel like I have energy pretty much. Right. But, um... I feel like most of the time, if, like, I missed a shot or, like, I missed a free throw or bad pass here or um, not running as fast back on defense or something like that, they would always try to say that, oh, is something wrong with you? Like, something wrong with your diabetes or something like that? just... It didn't go that way. Like, right. I didn't make a shot, or it just happened that way. It's not always because of that. So, you know, I just that was probably maybe the only thing that used to frustrate me the most out of when we're playing. Actually,
0: and I mean, it's it's funny because like nobody else has an excuse. It's just the way the game goes, right? You don't yeah. make all your shots. Yeah. You make bad passes. You you know you mess up plays. I, I had a buddy uh, that I worked out with uh, a couple summers. And, you know, we were in the middle of a tough workout one day and he's like, man, I, sw- I swear when you blink a certain way, something's wrong with your diabetes. I was like, man, I'm just, I'm just really gassed, man. I'm just tired. I'm just dogging it. And, yeah. uh, he's like, nah, man, I promise. And I had to like, I had to like test in front of him. He was just one of those guys. I was like, "No, nah, I gotta be proven wrong. Um, yeah. good for good buddy though. Just a uh, real, yeah. real stubborn. That's funny. Um, so from Italy, like, and you, and you had the challenges with your doctor, obviously in the summer you're coming back home to the U S um, yeah. Did do you have a or did you have have you had a good relationship with your your home based doctor? Do they kind of work with you on getting you ready yeah, for I, a living? I, I have a good I
1: have a good relationship with my doctor. Uh, you know, um, he uh, you know we just you know we talk. He asked me, yo, how are you? Like, how do you feel? How have you been feeling? How have you been feeling when you've been playing and stuff like that? You know, we have that relationship where we can talk and stuff like that. Um... Just, uh, you know, every now and then, you know, slip up and he's like, oh, well, if your A1 sees this, so we just need to break down just a little bit and stuff like that. But other than that, you know, me and I have a good relationship and, you know, everything's okay. So.
0: And so, you know, I think a lot of people maybe have an idea in their head or maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't want to pass judgment on people, I guess. But, what is? Can you give us a little bit more insight as like what is uh, life as a professional basketball basketball player outside of the NBA, out of at the at the highest levels in Europe and over here in like the D League and et cetera? What's that like? What's the stress? The sort of uncertainty and then how does diabetes play a role in that? Because there's a lot of travel. There's like maybe potentially a new team every year in a different country what's that preparation you know just give us a little bit of background on at least what that's been like for you
1: well for me uh you know it's been a new team every year so once you have a new team then there's a new doctor (laughs) um well the i think the hardest part for me is maybe just getting my medicine over here for the most part uh You know, my my parent, I usually use my parents or my girlfriend usually, uh, whenever she comes over, brings stuff over. Or my parents tries to mail it, but it takes so long. So uh, now I've been been trying to, uh, you know, use the doctors wherever I play at and, you know, just work with them to try to get the, you know, the best possible insulin for me that I use in the States that they have there.
0: And then that, that's that's usually like a brand name difference and yeah, the brand different name types.
1: Difference. Yeah. yeah, but it's the same thing. So.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting, you know, like here everybody I mean, we have our problems he, here in the US uh, getting, yeah. you know, med- the insulin is expensive. There's a lot of uh, articles, a lot of discussions about the high price. Um yeah. and insurance is, you know, expensive and there's varying different levels of coverage. Uh, And then overseas, there are different, like Sweden and the UK and Australia, for example, and Canada have different levels that the the government provides certain levels of health care. And that varies for people with diabetes. And then like in Germany, they have maybe like the best diabetes health care, like whole hospitals developed to it or dedicated to it. So for you, you're going over there, not only a new team, not only a new team doctor, but also now a new city, a new, a different language, and then navigating that with a new doctor. And you just kind of go in cold every time and say here you have like a prepared like script or like powerpoint or something i I, I try to
1: go in there prepared uh at least having the medicines that i have that i bring from the states here to at least show them you know what i have and we go from there to try to find you know the best one that they have that could that is similar to what i have um and then you know just you know doing a different test that they have you doing out there um you know just to you know check to see like you, you know the A1C test and uh, you know all all like the kidneys and all, all that stuff so you know just taking uh, doing all those tests that they you know that they need just to see that you know you know they're not just asking if you're okay and you're telling them okay they can see it for themselves too
0: right so, so just yeah. extra, a- extra blood drawn extra yeah. urine tests all doing also. more
1: more stuff than the, just the regular athlete you
0: know <laughs> right and i think about like you know in, in the nba like and you know obviously with passing physicals is that a part when, when they're signing you obviously like the business of basketball you're you're the asset right so they're yeah, making yeah. sure that you're good yeah ever run yeah. into any problems or just extra hoops to jump through uh with teams
1: um i well my first my first year I, uh you know my a1c was just a little high sure. at, at the time but um you know, I, that was just more so the fact that, yeah, I'm still adjusting to this pretty much. This has been a year. Yes. But, yeah, they they had some concerns at first. But after, like, you know, I went through a month and we checked again, everything was back to you know where it was. So, I mean, it, that was probably the only part I had uh, uh, my first year out. But other than that, everything else has been fine. so
0: uh, how do you treat your type one? Do you have uh, multiple daily injections, like pens, and or do you use a pump? Yeah,
1: I, I have pen. I have pens. Uh, I take uh, I take the long lasting and the you know the rapid uh, one too. So
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a. I was on pens as well when I was first diagnosed. I switched to the pump like halfway through uh, college, and I and I love it. But it certainly had its challenges as well, with especially when you know you're at like training camp all day. Off the pump, always, always a challenge. I think a lot of people that I've talked to, uh, pro athletes with type one, use the long-lasting um, yeah. pens Kind of works better for them. Just depends on yeah. the person.
1: I, I remember in Italy, also they they wanted me on. I forgot what it was. They had me on. It was like a tester type thing. I had a, they had it on for like a week, and I think it was the worst worst thing I've had because it, it brought. I had so much pain because. I had to play with it one game. Mm. I had to play with it. And like I don't know, for some reason, I don't never get hit in my stomach whenever I play like that. But like I just can every play I was just like getting hit in my stomach. And like it was like a needle that was stuck in there. So I just kept getting hit. Hit. Yeah, like it was the worst. So like, um I got a question for you, like the pump, like yeah. Where do you like where do you like so, is it like on your stomach or like
0: um I, I wear it, yeah, pr- primarily on my stomach. Um, I don't hoop with it on. I take the pump off, um, okay. and I'm sure you've seen like the OmniPod pumps that are like stuck to you. And it, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't wear those because I just play too rough. I'm just a scrappy <laughs> f- hack, motherfucker, I guess. Uh, if you had to describe my my basketball ability at this at this <laughs> level, I'm just diving in there, going crazy. So. Um, I don't wear that one. I take it off. The only, um, the only problem I've ever had or the only time a sight ever ripped out, uh, I remember it was like a conference game my senior year. It was real close. And, again, I was just hustling for no good reason. And I dove on a ball, and my jersey came up, and my skin kind of slid across the floor, and it pulled my sight out. And that hurt, man. I was – super like you know you, you know in like a, a game when your adrenaline's up you get hit doesn't really hurt that one i felt for sure so i feel that but but now i mean obviously i don't play it at that high of a level anymore either emotionally or competition wise but um now like uh I, i've played with a dexcom on a cgm and uh-huh. i've worn it on my arm and on my like abdomen my stomach and it doesn't like because the needle that it has is like soft and it doesn't it's real small so um, I have not had any problems with it. And it's cool because you can go and it's just on your phone. So you go over there and look on your phone and you can see what your levels were. Um, okay. And I actually wore two sensors a couple of weeks ago because I, uh, I got a new pump that has like the, the closed loop. So it t- tests right. your blood sugar and adjusts. So I had them both on for a little while and it didn't have any problems. So for, because for a long time, I was afraid because like you said, all I'd okay. heard is that all the sensors, they hurt and if people yeah. hit you, they'll come off. And I didn't want that. Um, and I thought I didn't want another thing on my body, but man, the, the Dexcom is great. The Medtronic uh, Guardian sensor, they just came mm-hmm. out with an app like yesterday or something too, that's mm-hmm. super cool. And just like, just knowing where you are, man, it's its like, yeah. I didn't realize how much I would like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah same thing. Because I've, uh, I've been asked maybe for years now, like, would you want to use the pump? Would you want to use the pump? And I'm always like, No, I'm playing. I don't want to, you know, just, you know, be taking it out and putting it back in and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things, too, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? You've you've had success, and, you know, your whole life after basketball is going to be there for for that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So uh, that's a good question. I mean, you're, I was, you know, Wikipedia said you were on. You're playing on some teams. Are you back in the States now?
1: No, I'm actually in the Dominican Republic right now.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. That's Uh, not a bad place uh, to be, right?
1: Yeah, it's not bad. It's really really warm, you know. Uh, can't complain, you know, nice weather.
0: <laughs> yeah, um so, you know, your team now, you've you've been playing for 8 or 9 years now overseas, you know, a different team every year. Um you know, what what is that, you know, for you now you're in the Dominican Republic? You're you've seen a lot of the world. Any uh any stories about traveling or going somewhere or, you know, uh with diabetes that stand out?
1: Uh well, actually in Italy, um, uh, I had, uh, they, we did like a little camp uh, for my team or whatever, and it was like maybe, I want to say like maybe eight, maybe nine kids out of like the 30 kids that came to the camp, all had, you know, diabetes. and Really? Wow. for For like out of. And all of them wanted to play on my team because like, we were, like, coaching and stuff. So, like,
0: sure.
1: they were just all like, you know what? Take these kids. You know, they all have diabetes. You know, y'all can be, you know, this team. So, it was just like, okay, well, uh, I felt like that was probably, like, it was it was real cool for that, uh, you know, to happen, Just to have those kids, you know. We all have, you know, we all actually had type 1 diabetes, too. So, you know, it was just all, you know, something we all related to and they actually was asking a lot of questions and talked about it and stuff like that. So it was just, that
0: was, that was a cool thing, man. I wow. bet you those kids like n- will never forget that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, that was, that was awesome. That's cool. That's really special, man. I, uh, I didn't realize for a long time, um, cause I've had, I've had type one for 13 years now. And for the first 10 <laughs> years or so I wasn't, you know, I didn't go out of my way to talk to people about it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, right. Because you know, I was dealing with it on my own. Had I had, kind of had my own things. But in the last couple years, uh, specifically, just a couple weeks ago, I was in St. Louis uh, speaking at a JDRF event and just meeting kids uh, and like them showing me their little pumps or their you know CGMs and it, it man, it makes a huge difference. And I think it impacted me more than I thought it would. Just to know like you know that kid now hopefully can learn something from you know people like me, people like me, yeah. people like you, and you know maybe. Maybe he knows he'll chase chase that dream or whatever that is, or push put go the extra mile for that. Uh, Do you ever? Go ahead. Another
1: time I was in, I was I was actually at a shoe store back at when I was at home. I was at a shoe store just walking around looking at some shoes and stuff. And uh, his father came to me. He was like, "Hey, man, you you went to Georgetown, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yo, you have diabetes, right?" He was like. he called his son over. He was like, yo, hey man, come here, blah blah. This guy, this guy played for Georgetown. He had diabetes, blah blah. He's like, yo, you have any uh, words you can tell? I'm just like, man, just uh, <laughs> I'm just like, look, just uh, you know, try to try to control it. Watch what you eat, you know. Make sure you take your insulin, you know, stuff like that. Cause his dad was like, you know, he. He he gets really upset when he has to take his insulin or when he's playing with his friends and he has to leave and go take his insulin just so he doesn't, you know, stuff like that. I was like, man, just taking insulin and stuff like that, man, you'll be fine. It's okay. I do it. So don't worry about it. And like when I said that to him, he like kind of like, you know, his eyes blew up like, oh, this older guy's taking insulin and stuff like that and saying it's okay. So it just it it made it seem like, okay, I, I should do this, you know. Just so I, I'll be better and stuff like that. So I just, you know, just, just little stuff like that sometimes, you
0: know. Yeah. yeah, I think we underestimate how big of an impact that stuff has. You know, like you said, you see it in that kid's face. To him, it's a huge deal to give insulin because he doesn't yeah. know, doesn't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, like those, uh, those interactions in the wild, like just running into somebody at a shoe store. Uh, there's a guy. There's a guy that works in my building. That's one of my buddies now. I just saw his pump tubing outside of his shorts one day, and I was like, "Yo, you have, uh, just like, whoa, you got you got yeah. a pump." And so it's just yeah. like, yeah, you know, that it's a weird thing that you like instantly have in common. I would love to be in that situation uh, yeah. in Italy where you get like all these campers that all have diabetes. That's just yeah, like a. That was, that, was, that
1: was cool. That was real cool.
0: Yeah, I've had. A, I've also had a
1: couple teammates. Uh, you know, that have had it before. I remember. Uh, I was playing summer league with the Chicago Bulls and uh, one of my teammates he had, he just started, I, I had no idea we have been practicing. Uh, we had like a couple games and I had no idea that he was a diabetic until one day he actually took his stuff out and he was just checking before the game. And I'm like, you're a diabetic? He's like, yeah, man, I'm type one. And I'm like, oh, and then after that we just, you know, been been cool ever since then.
0: So what's that what's his name? Uh Chad Possmith. Okay. I, I don't know him, yeah. but I'll have to find him. I uh, yeah. I know Gary Forbes, uh I guess is playing right now in France, I think, or France or Yeah, Europe I know is. I know
1: Gary too. Uh we played uh we was on the same team uh in the D League, the Long Island uh Long Island Nets. He was on the team for a little bit, so yeah, I know who he is.
0: Yeah, it's uh i g I'm sure I've never I've never met another basketball player, uh that had it at the same time as, as me playing, but I imagine that's like the ultimate, like yo, I, I get what you're going through, kind of moment. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, got to be pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it is. It is.
0: So uh, like,
1: you, you you always learn new stuff from like you know everybody. So it's just like because I remember talking to Gary and he was just telling me about like what he eats now. He was just like, yo, I've just been on the whole like like I guess he went pescatarian. And he's like, yo, it's helped me out so much.
0: Like, it's like, yeah, yeah man, just, I, you know, I, learning I, stuff. I can't, like I, a couple years ago, my parents got me into like whole 30, uh, which is like, a, you know, no sugar, no grain type of, uh, kind of cleanse lifestyle diet. And man changed the game for me. Like, cause you know how, like you said, you show up w- one day if you've been, your sugar's been kind of up and down a big spike from like a high carb lunch or something and you feel like you have concrete in your feet while you're trying to move. Yeah. Uh and yeah, just finding that what works for you is, you know, is is different from everybody else, but like you said, pick, picking up those hacks from people who's got the yeah. tips, who's got the, you know, the the edge, that's always it's always interesting. Yeah, it is. So, what's next for you, man? Um, you know, obviously you're you're in Dominican Republic, you're finishing out a year. Um, you know, where do you you know, what's the, what's the future look like for Austin Freeman?
1: Well, uh uh, this, season, this, year, this season will actually probably be over, like, in May. Um, I'll probably come home for a little bit to chill out. Um, but then they have, a, like, their biggest their biggest league where, like, all the teams, like, all the like places in the Dominican Republic, they have a team. So it's their big league starts, uh, uh, like, towards, like, the end of May. So I'll probably be right back out here again uh, at the end of May. And that season goes all the way until about August. And then, you know, after August, then that's when I'll probably, you know, sit down and, you know, just figure out what I'm going to do, you know, for the
0: rest of the year. So, yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, well, we definitely wish you the best of luck, and we'll kind of keep, uh, keep track of you. So, I know Georgetown didn't make the tournament this year. Um, yeah. Is there yeah. – uh, are you uh, – but I know – uh, their recruiting class is looking pretty good next year, I suppose. So yeah, they have they have a
1: good, nice little young group that's coming in next year. Um, I feel like they'll be better next year. You know, they'll be another year under pass belt. So, you know, they they, you know, they're coming along. They'll be okay. I'm pretty
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. That's uh, that's that's what they do, right? Um yeah. I uh, I ask this question kind of on every on every interview. Um, so. I know you've traveled a lot, so I feel like you'll uh, you know give a really good answer. So here the context is uh, you're in an airport and uh, you're at your gate and they're about to close the door to your gate. Uh, and for whatever reason, you can't miss the flight. But you run into somebody who's either been recently diagnosed or struggling with their type 1 diabetes. What's the one thing you tell them in like that 30 seconds before you have to jump on that flight? <laughs> That's a good one. Um
1: oh man. <laughs> That's tough. That's a tough one.
0: Ah, don't overthink it.
1: Oh man.
0: Do you have
1: Make sure you have do you have your insulin? <laughs> forget that (laughs) and
0: get on the plane yeah man i think uh that's all i think no i love i love it i think and that's the thing too is like uh there's a couple different ways everybody answers that question and i think you said a lot earlier like you know you can do whatever it is you want to do and it's an encouraging word but that's that's the most practical advice i think anybody's ever given so uh that's great um For uh for our listeners who want to connect with you on uh, social media, what's the what's the best way to do that?
1: Um, Instagram uh th- I think it's either underscore sugarfree5 or sh- just sugarfree5. Um and then I have Twitter which is pretty much the same thing. It's either underscore sugarfree5 or sugarfree5. I can't really remember right
0: now. Well, so. we'll definitely <laughs> uh we'll definitely Give you a uh, links to those in the show notes and, uh, and send that out on, on Instagram as well. Uh, Austin, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're a busy dude and you got a lot going on out there in Dominican. So um, I know our listeners are really going to appreciate this episode. And this is also the first basketball episode that I've ever gotten to do. So uh, I'm, I'm hyped about that.
1: It's really great. Yeah, man, thanks for having me.